This is the ADHD Fix: How to Achieve Your Potential, the podcast to help you use 15 proven strategies to discover the many gifts of ADHD. I'm Henry J. Svek, and for over 30 years, I helped others diagnose and treat ADHD. Now retired, I turn my attention back to those 15 strategies I use to help achieve my potential with ADHD. Learning what I did to help myself will help you achieve your success. ADHD is a gift. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's podcast. Bad parenting hurts ADHD children. Um I want to go through this because I think it's um if there's any group of children and adolescents that are harmed more than any it would be uh ADHD children when parenting isn't provided in a way that's consistent with the needs of a ADHD child and every child is different. So if a child's been diagnosed with ADHD it may or not may not mean that a certain parenting style is actually the best. But let's go through something that it's a bit like reading in phonics, you know, when you when you use phonics to teach reading in children, only maybe 15 to 20% of children need phonics to be able to learn to read. The other 65% would learn no matter how you some of them you could, you know, throw a newspaper at them if there is one around still and they would learn how to read but for some children you need a very specific approach and it's like that with ADHD so what i'm going to do is to tell you my opinion of what i think is necessary and talk a little bit about how we've been harmed and how these children have been harmed with the current permissive parenting strategies that are being used out there Um when I was at Michigan State we had a professor who told us that the best way to parent children in his opinion would be let's say your 2-year-old wants to explore a busy freeway and the child's you know walking along and according to this um psychologist instead of stopping the child and protecting the child what you really should do as a parent is stop traffic um and let the child experience what they want to experience on a highway on a freeway. And of course I think this is ludicrous and stupid and I told him at the time and we still got along okay, but um obviously that's not helpful or safe for anyone. The message though was that the child's in charge. That the uh child should be able to explore and do what they will in any manner. Now it's problematic enough for children who don't have ADHD because one of the problems we have is children are not cognitively developed and able to fully understand the long-term consequences of their choice they may make at the time they are making it and that is why as parents or as a parent your job is to be that structure to be that discipline until the child develops internal discipline and internal structure to be able to take on the world on their own but today it seems we've given more and more power to children who have less abilities to manage that freedom and and part of it has to do with the lack of responsible challenges that children face today 
So back in the day when we had an agricultural economy, it was not unusual for a child. In my case, at the age of six, I had a couple of pigs to look after on the farm. It was my job to take care of them and to make sure they were fed and cleaned every day. I mean, we had pretty clean pigs. We didn't have very many. We had 20 or 30 pigs on the farm, but we had to take care of them. And then, of course, the fun part was when I got to sell them, I got the money from those pigs. And it was it was a lot of money because we always got the best price because our pigs were, pigs were so well taken care of. They ate apples. They ate sweet corn. They ate all kinds of things that the, the butcher, the local butcher, would buy them. And I kind of suspected at the time he kept them for his own family, but he would obviously say that our pigs were the best he'd ever had. And so... You get that responsibility at six, and then at 10, 11, 12, I was uh, on, a, on the produce farm making deals and selling produce, and there's some responsibility, and there's a lot of failure, and there's a lot of punishment. When you don't have a cooling system, I'll never forget not having a cooling system, and it's hot, it's 90 degrees, and you got cherries that are about ready to rot, and someone offers you a low-ball price, what do you do? Do you take the price, or do you, you risk, you know, saying no and, and, and the cherry is going bad. So my long point of this is there doesn't seem to be those opportunities today for children to develop, you know, more advanced skills and decision making and practice making mistakes where they're going to be able to make some decisions later. So when it comes to ADHD, it's even more significant that there be discipline and clear structure with expectations. And that the, you if you give you know, 100% of the decision-making to children and all the power to them with ADHD, you're going to have a significant problem. And one of the biggest things we see is that children aren't able to reflect or anticipate enough, even when they're cognitively able, because then the, you know, they're at an age where they, they, they can understand it, but they don't take enough time with ADHD to think through the process and do the long-term planning. And long-term pre- uh, planning and... Um, Thinking through a solution is one of the key problems that I see with ADHD. It took me probably 60, 50, 60 years to get over that, to to really clearly look at the long-term nature of a decision and to plan five, ten moves ahead and to look at, you know, how this decision right now is going to impact things down the road. And so as a parent... I think, you know, it's extremely important with ADHD to make sure, and I've talked about this before, but to make sure that when it comes to discipline, um, you come to grips with the reasons you're not wanting to do it, to do that. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Assessing ADHD requires more than a five-minute office visit. The experienced, multidisciplinary team at OSR Clinics will walk with you and your family through the comprehensive assessment and diagnosis process and will be by your side when it comes to implementation of strategies and advocacy for your child. Visit osrclinics.com to book your free info session today. That's osrclinics.com. So one reason I think a lot of us as parents don't provide discipline or structure is because we had too much of it when we were growing up. And so in in reaction to that, we may think that, you know, 
we're reacting in a way to give our child some opportunities that we didn't have. But it is highly likely that the structure and discipline that you had growing up helped uh, you achieve your potential today. The second reason I think a lot of um, parents say, and this may even be more prominent than the first, don't use discipline or structure, is because of what other people are telling them. And this is this could be healthcare providers, psychologists have certainly gone to that side of the fence. Um, there are more and more people that would tell you, you need to listen to a four-year-old when they tell you they don't want to do something and you should respect that decision. Uh, depending on what it is, most of us realize that's not true, but today I think there's a lot of pressure. And, and I think instinctively most parents deep down know they shouldn't be giving so much power to a five, six, four, three, nine, ten, even 15-year-old. But they do it because they feel like they need to because somehow this is the the new world. And I think one thing that's very helpful when it comes to parenting ADHD children is to realize the rules continue to be the same. So with everything that changes, you know, artificial intelligence, all the new technology and everything else, there still seem to be some really important things that we need to do as parents that were the same things that should have happened 10, 20, 30 years ago, 50, 100 years ago. You start with unconditional love, and from there you work to provide the discipline that your unique child needs. And we, we talk a lot about assessments, but that's why with ADHD, you really need to understand the characteristics of the child you're parenting. That you may assume, for example, this is one I see a great deal, and I used to see a lot in couples therapy too, but um, you assume the person doesn't care when you speak or isn't listening but the person may actually have a central auditory processing disorder where they have a hard time processing the information that's provided. And as a parent, if you try to speak with or to your child at the end of the day, if they have ADHD, you're probably not going to get very far because as we say in our um, focus sort of charting, they're probably at 10, which means they can't focus. They're, they're gone. They can't. Anything you say just is blah, blah. And it's, it's, it hurts actually sometimes to try to listen to that at the end of the day or when they're distracted or when they can't focus. So you as a parent need to be very clear on what symptoms your child has and, and start using the strategies. You know, So if you, if you look at your child who's eight and you say, we need to have a talk, and you observe them, so you kind of know in your mind they're about a level four, which means they, they should be able to listen and understand what you're talking about. But the child, you, and so you say to the child, you know, rate yourself. How are you on the focus scale? And they say, 10, I can't focus. I'm out to lunch. I just, it may be true, but it may also be that they're just trying to get out of the conversation. So you need to kind of be serious about how you observe your child, how you understand that they, um, they process and any cognitive implications to, to how you may present it to them. Now, developmentally, we used to have some very clear developmental milestones before we gave children more freedom. And you probably know if you live near a school, I'm not sure what that would be today, but you have to have certain things in place before you allow your child to walk alone to school. I, I, I can't imagine what they may be. I'm not sure I'd ever do that, but uh, until they're, you know, in, you know, grade seven or something because that's probably overreacting but somehow you know you, you, there's always developed model milestones you can't drive a car until you're a certain age you can't join the military until you're a certain age and and there are, you can't vote until you're a certain age and there's all kinds of rules we have in the world 
about uh, expected development and responsibility and the ability to understand the long-term implications of your decision. So back to the original title of this podcast with the ADHD fix, uh, you know, when you, permissive parenting with ADHD, in my opinion, is bad parenting. Um, that's it. It's bad parenting. If you, and it's not fair to the child with ADHD. In fact, most children with ADHD want that structure because, I mean, they'll fight it if they're young, 12, 13-year-olds, but they do better with it because they don't have to try to figure it out. It's hard enough when you don't have ADHD. But when you have ADHD, everything is scattered. Everything is sort of um, possible, but also um, exciting. And so when, when excitement becomes the reason you do something, to stimulate your brain. If you have a type of ADHD, for example, that is understimulated, so you engage in things to keep your brain at an arousal level so you can interact with others, so you can learn in school. Other people would say you're being distracted, you're too fidgety, when in fact that keeps you focused. I know that sounds crazy, but that's true for some children. Again, that's a unique type of ADHD. So once your child has been assessed, however you can do that comprehensively wherever you live, you then develop a parenting plan with structure and discipline and realistic expectations as your guide. Not what's on TV, not what someone tells you, not what a, lib- what a liberal psychologist tells you or some liberal physician. What you do is you focus on what you know best. Stick with your instincts. Remember what your job is as a parent. It's so that someday your child will be able to leave and live without you. They don't need you anymore because they're now independent adults taking on the world, which is in some ways sad for a parent, but in many ways the reason you are a parent. And a parent of an ADHD child, when that happens, that's that's especially exciting, especially exciting. So bad parenting hurts ADHD children. So please work to develop more discipline and structure, expectations. It starts from a place of unconditional love and um, go from there. There are many books out there. I'm not going to push mine, but obviously I think it's very important to develop some guidelines for parenting. And, and, you know, I've put a few out there in the ADHD fix. We talk about it in the book, but also in uh, Don't Be a Wimp, Raise a Strong Leader. And I have to tell you today, and that book was written, I don't know, maybe five or I don't have a copy in front of me, maybe seven years ago or something. I, I think we have more wimps today as parents than ever before. They're just wimps. They're afraid to make a decision and they're afraid to say no to their children. It's yes to everything. And it's bad enough if a child doesn't have ADHD to have no structure, but if you add ADHD to the mix, uh, we have a serious problem and it's bad parenting. So this is the ADHD fix. What do you think about this topic? Look forward to speaking with you again next month. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. ADHD isn't just for kids, but can certainly look and feel different for adults. The experienced multidisciplinary team at OSR Clinics understands the complexity of ADHD in adults and can help you determine if it is ADHD or something else. The comprehensive assessment process doesn't only look at symptoms, but also looks at your brain in order to understand what's really going on. 
Visit osrclinics.com to book your free information session today. That's osrclinics.com.